At FedEx, we're making carbon capture research our priority because Earth is our priority. Our goal is to be carbon neutral by 2040. We call it Priority Earth. FedEx, where now meets next. Welcome to another special How We Win mini-pod. All over the country, ordinary people are doing extraordinary things. We'll hear what's happening in the field. The best antidote to anxiety is action. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to a powerhouse organizer who is making a huge difference in Arizona as director of the Navajo Hopi campaign with the Navajo County Democratic Party. Janie Parrish is a digital organizer and social media expert who has brought her skills back home to register, organize, and turn out Navajo and Hopi voters. I'm Steve Pearson, and this is How We Win, the mini-pod. Janie, thank you so much for being here and sharing your really valuable time with us. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. We want to hear all about the really important work that you're doing. But before we do that, I just want to learn a little bit more about your background and how you got started. What was your your first volunteer experience like? What got you involved in this? Well, I would have to say probably high school, but more so it got solidified in college. Mm -hmm. And I'm originally from the Navajo Nation, but I moved to Phoenix, Arizona for high school and then went to Tempe at Arizona State University for college. Mm -hmm. And at ASU, we've had a really big population of Native students. And there, of course, you're in a place where you're learning, you're getting activated, you're learning, you're, you're just being so immersed in all of the things that are happening. And a very vivid memory that I was that I couldn't remember right now is that Arizona was trying to push English only laws um, when I was in college. Mm. And of course, to all of us that are native students, that was just wrong because our languages or people have been here long before the United States and everything with that history. So we organized quickly and uh, activated a lot of, not just our native students, but other community members and got leaders to talk about, languages and culture issues from Navajo standpoint. And um, I just have to say that was an incredible two days that we were able to host an event. And um, later on, as an adult, as I went to grad school, I didn't know that you it was actually called organizing. We just <laughs> were getting our groundwork in college. It was a great place for for trying things out. And so when I got to college... I was fortunate enough to attend Harvard Kennedy School, and I took classes from good people like Marshall Gantz, who I learned, yeah, who I learned a lot about his story. And when he was teaching us about public narrative and organizing, and I'm sitting there in class, and I said, holy crap, this is what I've been doing. I just didn't know it was called organizing, and you could take classes at Harvard for it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like stories, power of stories, <laughs> that that's who we are. We come from oral traditions. And when he talks about using stories to overcome these things and motivate people, I'm like, that's exactly what our leaders have done. 
yeah. and they 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 go into our creation stories and these teaching stories that we've had for time immemorial because they are things that we need to learn from and 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 that word or in those frameworks move us to action so i think that was really a lot of my early beginning well that's pretty good pedigree coming and just for those who don't know marshall gans is is kind of a household name for most organizers who do this work but um he uh or helped organize with cesar chavez and dolores huerta and uh the farm workers movement and and developed uh what you were just talking about, public narrative, which is a way to share your story and catapult people into action and, and applied that to Obama's organizing model and um, is is like a, a rock star instructor for a lot of our organizers. So that's pretty darn good pedigree to come from. Thanks. So let's talk about the work you're doing right now, which is so important. And obviously there has not been a uh, more disenfranchised group of voters than Native Americans. And uh, your community has also been extremely hard hit by the coronavirus. So tell me about the work that you're doing right now. What are the challenges and where are you seeing the most success? Sure. Well, when it started, when, when it, when COVID started hitting our communities, I was still with Emily's List. And at this point, we were all working remotely and I was in Arizona and I got the call to action from my leaders and my elders that said, you know, Janie, you're doing all this wonderful, great work out there in other communities, and we need you at home. And that was the most probably profound conversation I had in a long time because I was looking for that, and I needed to hear that, I guess. Um, and I was struggling with what how I could contribute with um, COVID happening. So I left my job and came back here to work with the group. Um, that works across four counties in northeastern Arizona because tribal lands cross all of these. We don't kind of pay attention to the county lines. Um, Arizona has 22 tribes, um, but the largest voting blocks are around Navajo Nation, where I'm from. But we also have Hopi Nation within that and White Mountain Apache and San Carlos Apache all in this area. And so when... I figured out a way to say, all right, let me do this. I can help with organizing voters because it's what I've been trained to do. And two, we need more effective and competent Democratic leaders in office. And Navajo votes and Native voters, not just Navajo votes, but Native voters mm -hmm. can get us there. And so with all of that in place, I joined the team a little over two months ago now. And we just have an incredible field team of 16 plus super growing field organizers that are, that we've hired in their communities across Navajo Nation, Hopi and White Mountain Apache. And we're starting out with friends and families that they know, relational organizing people like to call it. Right. Um, and then we're working out from there. And early on with COVID hitting, they did take a break from the usual Democratic Party events that was being held. And so what they were pivoting toward was just COVID relief efforts. So hmm. in the beginning, you know, there was a lot of food distribution, water distribution, and, and handing out PPE that our team was a part of, which was great. And then now we've started more in the last, um, just pre-primary, uh, Arizona primary time, we've shifted back to 
full-on voter registration, voter education, and how that looks now is a combination of things. One, our field organizers are still at the heart. Um, while being safe, they are able to, one, make phone calls and do texting and all the usual things remotely. But an added piece is that, one, they know people in their communities, they know their areas, and so they're able to connect uh, more closely with the families in, in, in certain housing areas. They're able to put up signs in certain key areas. They are also fluent in their, half of our fo folks are fluent in their own languages mm -hmm. so that um, they can help in that aspect too. They really are the heart of our program to make sure that we're reaching voters, not only in the online sense, but in an in-person sense at a safe distance. Right. I, and uh, I mean, <laughs> to say that there's any opportunity in the coronavirus is, you know, uh, a ridiculous statement, but you know, the the at its core, organizing should be reaching out to your community and helping those that are in need. And so often, when we have an election coming up and you know, there's politics involved, we swoop in, and the first thing we're doing is just trying to find an issue and connect with them, and then get them to support your candidate. Uh, with the coronavirus, like you said, the work that you were doing just to reach out and, and do health checks and see what people needed mm -hmm. and bring them supplies, I mean, that's that's what organizing should be. And then you're building right. those relationships so that when you go back and say, okay, we're really trying to build power so that we can not have uh, such a, a terrible response to the next health crisis that we have and, and bring people in, um, it's that much more effective because you are the people who have been on the ground helping in those communities already. Absolutely. We have so many great stories from our organizers that have been sharing with us and we're recording them and we're going to be sharing more of them soon. But um, one that just sticks out all the time is uh, Jonathan Yazi, who's from Trelawney Lake and Navajo Nation. And he lost five me family members hmm. and, and additional people in his community to COVID. But yet he's still out there helping with distributions of food and water where he can and helping us talk to voters. It's amazing. He's amazing. Wow. Well, how can our listeners both in Arizona or outside of Arizona uh, help out with what you're doing? Thank you for asking. We've launched the 2020 Native Organizing Fund. It's an Act Blue account that uh, the Arizona Democratic Party is helping us with um, spearheading initiatives, but that Act Blue account, all the donations will go to our field program so that we can hire more folks like Jonathan and folks in their communities who can help us do this work. Because without them, I mean, there's just, you know, it, it's not as personal and they're, they may get calls from some other part of the country, but when they know they can hear a Navajo or, or a Hopi person on the other end of the line, it's just that much more. Um, compelling. So they, they help us do it, everything from, like I said, hanging up signs, distributing PPE, delivering voter registration forms or picking them up or helping with mailing. Um, they do a variety of things. And so the more folks that we're able to hire, especially now when a lot of folks don't have jobs, um, it's another way for them to connect and tell their stories and their issues uh, and to elect the leaders of what they want to see prioritized. Right. So. 
That's great. So we will put a link to that on our swingleft.org slash podcast page. Um, what was the web link for that again? If folks want to get a hold of us, they can reach us at neaznativedemocrats.org and across our social media platforms at neaznativedems. Um, that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Wonderful. We'll have all uh, all those links up on our podcast page as well. Thank you so much, Steve. Janie, thank you so much. It's, I really appreciate all the work you're doing, and it was such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll have all those links on our show page, as I said, swingleft.org slash podcast. Also, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple or wherever you get your pods. Share us with your friends. Share us on social media. Use the hashtag HowWeWin2020. And don't miss our full show every Wednesday. See you then. MSW.